This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Good day, Lake Nona. Absolutely. And the rest of Central Florida and Florida in general. But uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening in. This is Team Lotus Cares, the TLC podcast episode number 18. It is October when we're recording this. And so we are celebrating Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Woo! Now, they've been doing this for 19 years. And you may have noticed when you gathered around the cybersecurity tree this year that we changed names. Last year, it was National Cybersecurity Month. Now it's just Cybersecurity Month. I wonder how many people know this, but 19 years. I know. I, I was shocked. I, I was shocked too. That's a long time. But uh, there are five things you can do for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. It's kind of like Festivus. <laughs> uh, put your trust in zero trust. See, that goes right along with not knowing that cybersecurity has been around for 19 years. Zero trust is getting to be one of those terms that you hear over and over and over. Yeah, and what it comes down to is don't trust anyone, anything, any software. Until a device. I, yep, trust but verify is, or no trust but verify. I guess it even goes farther than trust but verify. But yeah, no, trust no device, trust no outlet to, to plug in your phone. We talked about juice jacking a couple of episodes ago. So it just comes down to being skeptical about anything that is in your digital realm. You know, I actually experienced juice jacking. Did you? Yeah, pop up. Oh, that's right. I remember you mentioned that yeah. you plugged into something. And... I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Caught uh, me by surprise. The number two actionable tip, focus on what matters most. In other words, figure out what is the most critical things to your operation and tackle those first. Secure your network access. So, so many folks are working remote and from home that it's critical that that uh, be uh, addressed. And we'll get into more of that in a moment. Balance your security investments. So once again, don't blow a whole bunch of money on one solution and leave nothing for the, rest. For the other vulnerabilities. And again, <laughs> that goes back to number two. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Something else that I wanted to touch on, on what, what matters what most, you know, in we, you're probably going to um, cover this anyways, but um, people think that going to the cloud is the safest thing on earth, which goes back to the zero trust. And But that one more thing that matters most, if you are cloud, that's actually somewhere you need to focus on too. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I, I, I will not, I'm not one of the heretics that say or <laughs> that, you know, the cloud is really bad. Don't go to the cloud. No. But, but, you know, there are things I wouldn't put in the cloud if, but those things are getting smaller and smaller, that list. And then it all comes down to making sure that vendor is vetted and they know what they're doing. There are still a lot of folks in the cloud space who have no clue when it comes to security. Well, that's, I think that from that was born um, a third party assessment. You know, somebody that's going to yeah. be, you know, some extra pair of eyes and some extra pair of protocols. Um, to kind of check and balance this, you know, go through it. Up oh, that did pop up, you know, a couple months back or six months back, and so this is how we're going to address that. It's like our security expert says, 
Uh, you want to make sure that you have somebody checking your work and exactly. that your IT team has someone checking their work. And so it's important. So the fifth actionable tip in Cybersecurity Awareness Month is become cyber resilient. So, and that's what I was just about to say. And that's what makes you cyber resilient. That's right. <laughs> you know, things like uh, a, a data protection plan or backup to your data, that, that makes you more resilient. In other words, if you got hit, that, that would have a minimal impact on your business. That's the resiliency. Um, this was interesting. The, the Federal Bureau of Investigation Internet Crime Report, PD, or the FBI Internet Crime Report, saw a 7% increase in complaints resulting in losses of $6.9 billion with a B. The surge in cyber attacks directly correlates to the broadened attack surface, specifically the sudden shift to hybrid working. In other words, folks working from home. Cyber advisories capitalized, sorry, cyber adversaries <laughs> capitalized on a rapidly changing environment by intensifying their attacks and targeting the weakest link in the attack chain, the remote worker. Furthermore, professional hackers, cyber criminal syndicates, and nation states are exploiting the supply chain, increasing their blast radius and overall damages. So... You know, two things stick out to me. It's the correlation between the 7% and $6.9 billion. So that little 7% represents $6.9 billion. Yeah. That's astonishing. That's what blew me. I, I think know. I stumbled a bit as I was reading that. Yeah, I, I read like, it a wow. couple of times myself. Because I want seven. That's not some. Wait a minute. Seven is $6.9 billion. Whoa. Yeah. Absolutely. And the other thing was the... Oh my gosh, I forgot. But anyways, yeah, I think just just that number alone is just kind of crazy. Um, cybersecurity is just, you know, encompassing so many different areas as far as the criminal activity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and a lot of people think it's all high tech. A lot of it is low tech. A lot of it is a phone call. I, our security team ran into a situation once where there was some folks working at a, um, a, a what, what they call them, a pop-up ER, I guess, or a standalone ER. There we go, pop-up ER, like a pop-up uh, restaurant on Saturday. No, the st a standalone ER. And um, and some of those are, are actually pretty big, but um, a couple of women are working up front. Gentleman comes in wearing a polo shirt, literally just... I don't even know if it had a, a, a if I think, I think I'm confusing two stories. I think this guy just walked in, didn't say who he was, who he was with, went behind the counter, pulled the cords out of the computer, picked it up, put it under his arm and walked out the door. Well, that's one way. It's more physical. That is definitely <laughs> a low tech cybersecurity attack, but a cybersecurity attack, attack nonetheless. Well, you know, I, I, I don't remember uh, my other point. It's like, you know, the, the, when you have um, people that work in many, like a hybrid scenario environment, you know, working from home, going in the office, going working from home, and you have your virtual P VPN, you know, you do everything possible and making sure that you have all these security scenarios checked, right? But th the thing of it is, is like, you know, it, it's everybody needs to be aware of this, like you will get hacked. Yeah. How prepared are you to, you know, making sure that they say you do use a VPN and something does happen and, you know, 
if your provider does not make sure that those nuances are, you know, being able to prepared to be blocked or, you know, put you right back to where you need to be, um, then you need to make sure that, that these these things, these insurances are in place. You know, um, it's just not, okay, I got a VPM, I'm good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you do need to have that in place. And one of the things that we're doing is the VPN. So we give a VPN to just about all of our clients. Um, if they are on our full package, they, they get VPN, a VPN included. And we've actually, that's not a new thing. That's not even a COVID thing. We've done mm-hmm. that for many, I think eight or nine years, we've given away a VPN. I think that's why our phones blew up when COVID hit because yeah. um, all of our clients were just seamless. They just, you know, picked up where, where they left off. Even after the shutdown, everybody scrambled to go home. And they're like, okay, you know, set me up. And it was everything's remote. Our texts didn't have to go out. We just, we just something that we put best business practice from the day one, from day one. And we had already done it because of hurricanes. So True. we knew that, you know, there's always a chance, no matter where you're at in Florida, you know, hurricanes are kind of weird. They can damage one town significantly in the next town, neighborhoods, even in this last one, Hurricane Ian. We we would see one neighborhood underwater, and the other one, night next door, no damage whatsoever. So because of that, we were always designing things so that what if everybody had to go home, or what if everybody right. had to pack up and go to a hotel ballroom in Georgia? Different type of incident, but definitely catastrophic no matter what. Yeah, which is why we always had those VPNs available. But one of the things that we're adding to our VPN is multi-factor authentication. That is on the way. So if you're using our the VPN provided by Lotus, uh, you're now going to have to authenticate with a multi-factor using your phone or whatever you'll have to, to uh, authenticate via your, your smart device. So God forbid that doesn't work correctly and you get stuck. You pick up the phone and you call one of our help test professionals and they'll take care of it. Yeah, immediately, because we have access to it uh, all the time. So it's fantastic in that aspect. Shifting gears a little bit, city of uh, Tucson, Arizona had a data breach that in that released or or uh, you know exposed exposed. There we go, <laughs> exposed the uh, personal information of a hundred and twenty three thousand citizens. And to see, this comes from the uh, Lotus uh, uh, Business Tech dot com blog, and uh, this happened between May seventeenth and thirty first. The threat actors obtained access to the network and stole essential documents containing personal information of one hundred and twenty three thousand residents. So, you're paying your taxes to your fair city and uh, living your life, and all of a sudden, your city does not take care of your data, and that worries me. I've, I have met with professionals before, lawyers, things, especially lawyers. I can think of one. I thought, do I want this guy having my data? (laughs) It's scary. Um, and that wasn't even on an IT level. We were just, you know, in that initial consultation, he was making me nervous just the way the office looked and the way things were set up. Um, I, I was even nervous from that. Viewpoint. I don't think there was a company policy of clean desk rule. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely not there. That's for sure. But, uh, and one other thing we want to bring up this week, um, the, uh, secured uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. Yes. Another alphabet agency of the U S government has, um, 
added a Cisco product. Now, typically when you think of Cisco, you're going to think of a switch or an access point or some sort of networking gear. But actually, this is a Windows client that is called AnyConnect Secure Mobility Client for Windows, what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. VPN. Uh, This VPN software needs to be updated. There are not one, but two exploits that uh, are in the wild. So uh, if if you are using a Cisco product and connecting over a uh, what they call AnyConnect Secure Mobility, make sure you get that updated on Windows platforms as soon as possible. Do you mind if I mention Safeguard Rule? No, go. So right back to the incident that our blog mentions. It's really funny because the incident happened back in May. Well, the the FTC actually came out with some regulations that will be put in place. Actually, that um, many financial institutions or anyone that has uh, data, personal data, um, in financing data. Um, and I, I really do believe um, that some regulatory um, protocols probably will change that will probably extend a little bit further than what they're actually calling. But there is a list of um, financial institutions or um, data um, kept that will go into, under effect to make sure that these institutions are compliant by December 9th. Not a lot of time. No. This just came out, not just but a couple weeks ago maybe. and um, But it has to do with what Tucson just went through. Yes. And, you know, it's to just to make sure that the public is safe, that your your hard earned money stays with you and not out there um, because an institution did not do a lot of the um, nuances that we're talking about, a lot of the checkpoints that we're talking about, the scans, um, the dual authentication, um, the VPNs um, and, you know, just having a policy in place to make sure it just sometimes it's just the tiniest little things. And it, it adds up to making you a little bit more secured. Um, but in any event, there's there's a lot of good professionals, technical professionals out there offering um, scans. And, and I'm kind of becoming a little bit of a soapbox here because um, we're just seeing this more and more. And in today's economy, where the small business is, you know, are, has their challenges, we don't want this to be added on. And sometimes this yeah. is the smallest, you know, protocol change or, you know, have a quarterly scan and then having somebody on standby, you know, who can help me with this? Yeah. You know, and, and of course, feel free to reach to, you know, reach out to us. If it's not us, just make sure that you do your due diligence of that person. Um, we're going through um, extensive um, processes, um, making sure that our company has our cert- certification on cert- cybersecurity. Um, we'd be happy to help anyone that um, may have um, are concerned um, because this is not any longer going to be by choice. Yeah. yeah this well, is yeah. between yeah. the insurance companies and um, organizations like the FTC, um, regulatory sanctions will start pretty soon. Yes. Yeah, we, we made a commitment probably, what, about a year and a half ago? Yes. Maybe even a little more. Um, that we were going to be third-party audited, and we are, as a company, yes. uh, we are audited by a third party. And that not only includes, that includes our office, our home offices, because we use a distributed workforce, that, that so our technicians are closer to the service areas that we take care of. So all of those have to be scanned. They're scanned every quarter, and then we meet with an analyst and go over the results and then, and then fix those problems. But... 
So we're doing it already. We're doing it voluntarily right? because it just weighed heavy on us that we know that we are a conduit, a potential conduit to our clients. And so we wanted to make sure that we were as secure as humanly possible, that we had done everything we possibly could to be secure. So that is um, something that uh, I'm afraid to say it right now. It's businesses are being targeted by this federal trade commission mandate, primarily those that deal with financial records, those that deal with purple people's personal credit, think car dealers, uh, anybody that sells accountants. Yeah. Right. Anybody that, um, uh, some financial institution, mortgage brokers, title companies, a lot of real estate driven type of scenarios. Um, but anything that has to do some sort of financing that has personal, um, credit information, which social security number, by a lot of small businesses do have to have that for X, Y reason. Um, so I think from a business liability and, you know, the technical um, world, kind of both of them have merged. Absolutely. Well, that was another uh, great episode. Appreciate you joining us for Team Lotus Cares podcast, TLC podcast. And uh, of course, every Wednesday delivered to your inbox, you can get uh, just a short email. I think the last one was just a paragraph, one single paragraph. Sometimes it's two, but it is a, um, generally it's two, sometimes it's three, but sometimes it's just one. But anyway, it is a cybersecurity tip, and these are real deal reminders or things that you can do right then and there. It's not, you know... Uh, some sort of grand thing that you have to do. It's usually just a question you have to ask your staff or maybe your IT provider, but it is the weekly cybersecurity tips from Lotus. Maria delivers them via email every Wednesday morning in your mailbox. We don't spam you. We hate spam. That's our rule. And uh, all you need to do is go to weeklycybersecuritytips.com and you can sign up right there. Yes. And um, if you're interested also in our um, educational web webinar series, um, if you signed up for the cybersecurity tips, you will be receiving a, an invitation. Fantastic. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and uh, stay safe out there. Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com.